well, there's limited staff and because I just came out of a cesarean, they helped me. But after that, they told my husband, they're like, you're pretty much on your own. Like when there's a Teva Dome, when there's a siren, you have to take her out yourself. We, we don't have enough people to help you wheel her out. So my husband had to take me out throughout the night. I would say maybe seven rockets in our area um, like that we had to go out of the room. He would have to take out my IV, take it off of the hook and unplug the bed and move everything so that I get out. At one point, I just told him, I was like, just leave everything unplugged, give me my IV, I'll hold it, and that's it. Like, I'm not gonna keep on plugging it in and having to, like, unplug it every time. Giving birth is one of the most significant events of your life. Sadly, the joy that you should feel can often be replaced with anxiety and helplessness instead. As a labor and delivery nurse, I'm revealing insider information to educate you, reassure you, and decrease your fear. In this podcast, you'll hear empowering birth stories and experts weigh in on a range of topics. Being Jewish also has me exploring Judaism's influence on the reproductive experience. However, I speak to anyone wishing to navigate their journey with more joy and confidence. I'm your host, Hani Fingerer, and you're listening to the Happy Birthway Podcast. This week's episode is a special feature due to the situation right now in Israel. And I have here Sarah Amar. She lives in Israel and has recently had her baby, um, Mazel Tov Sarah. Thank you so much. Okay, Sarah, I'm just going to give you the stage. Just tell us what's going on and what your experience has been. When did you have your baby? I had my baby last Tuesday. Okay, Mazel tov. Thank you. Boy or girl? A girl. <laughs> mazel tov. Okay, so I'm just going to give you the stage. Go ahead. Tell us Tell us what your experiences are right now. Okay. Um, I can start from my delivery. Um, I had a pretty long delivery. We tried to have a natural birth, and in the end, I had to go to cesarean, but the, I was in the labor and delivery room for about almost three days. I lost track of time because it was so long. Is this your first baby? Yeah, it's my first baby. Yeah, makes sense. With firsts, they're they're long. And you said you live in Kfar, Kfar Chabad, yeah. correct? Yeah, I live in Kfar Chabad. And what region is that in Israel? It's the central Israel, like right next to the airport, right next to Tel Aviv, right next to everything. Oh, wow. Yes. So did you give birth in Tel Aviv? So I gave birth in Shamir Medical Center, which is... In Beryakov, it's like two minutes away from Kfar Chabad. So you guys really have been hit hard, right? Yeah. So I didn't know what was going on um, during my during my delivery. The days leading up to my delivery, there was a lot of tension in Israel. Um, in general, there was a lot of um, terrorist attacks and rioting and stuff with the, with the Arabs. So. Um, that like I knew that was going on but once I went into the delivery room they started having rockets and like shooting rockets and everything and I had no idea what was going on my husband and my mother didn't tell me anything because they didn't want me to be any more stressed than I already was but then I had my baby on May 11th at 450 um, and that was the night that they started shooting rockets towards Tel Aviv so I came out of my cesarean um, surgery right like 
maybe an hour before they started shooting rockets towards Tel Aviv, which is where I like the area that I was. So how it works is pretty much you have basically a hallway that has no windows. That's basically what's called like a shelter in places like hospitals and stuff. You don't really have, I mean, you have bomb shelters in the hospital, but you don't have enough time to get to them. So I came out of the surgery. I was still like on drugs. Like I was all out. I was totally out of it. Like my husband was with me and all of a sudden there was sirens, which is very rare to have sirens in central Israel. And they had to wheel me out in my bed because I couldn't get up. And you have a minute and a half in central Israel. So it was pretty scary. <laughs> it wasn't very fun. So they wheeled you out in a stretcher into the hallway yeah. that was enclosed with no windows. That was kind of like the makeshift bomb shelter because you, you don't have time to actually get downstairs or... You don't have time to get to a bomb shelter, yeah. Wow. So patients who couldn't move, were they all just wheeled out into the hallway? So whoever, well, there's limited staff and because I just came out of a cesarean, they helped me. But after that, they told my husband, they're like you're pretty much on your own like when there's a when there's a teva dome like uh, when there's a siren you have to take her out yourself like we we don't have enough people to help you wheel her out so my husband had to take me out like throughout the night there was i would say maybe seven rockets in our area um like that we had to go out of the room so that was like my husband had to wheel me out um on his own because there's not enough staff Oh my gosh, with your IV and with all the plugs and everything? Yeah, they had to take out, like, you would have to take out my IV, like, like take it off of the hook and unplug the bed and move everything so that I get out. Like, I, at one point, I just told him, I was like, just leave everything unplugged, give me my IV, I'll hold it, and that's it. Like, I'm not going to keep on plugging it in and having to, like, unplug it every time. Oh my gosh. And what about your baby? So that was also one of the huge things I was freaking out because I was still like not 100% there. And I'm just like, where's the baby? Where's the baby? And my husband told me that she's in the nursery. And I was like, well, is the nursery safe? Like, is she okay? And they told us that it was pretty safe, but it's not a bomb shelter. So I didn't know that. I, at first, they told us that it was a bomb shelter. So I was like, okay, I'd rather leave the baby there and not have her with us. So at least she's safe, you know? Mm -hmm. Turns out the next day, I went with my mom to see the baby and I see that there's windows in the baby in the nursery. And I'm like, and I saw a lot of mothers were taking their babies out because um, they were saying that they were going to be shooting to, to central Israel again. And I was like, why is everybody taking their babies? Like, is something going on? So the, the nurse, she's like, yeah, this is not a bomb shelter. And I was, I told my mom, I was like, take the baby right now. Like we're taking her, we'll figure it out. We'll have to, I'll have to get out of bed myself so that my husband can take the baby to the bomb shelter, like to the hallway. That's the makeshift bomb shelter. It was really, it was crazy. And it was very long nights. It was the whole wow. stay that I was in the hospital. How many days did you stay in the hospital? From recovery, I was in the hospital for, I would say three days. I think it was two nights and three days. Wow. You know, we like to get patients who had a c-section start ambulating start walking as soon as possible it's healthy so what a way what a way to get a patient who just had a c-section out of bed yes that definitely helped me recover way faster my mom was like at least because my mom had seven cesareans so she's like at least you are gonna recover way faster than i ever did i was like yeah it's one way to look at it <laughs> 
<laughs> you got to look at the good, right, of everything going on. Yeah. You know, when you have a baby, I call it mama bear syndrome, where mothers are already have this heightened sense of worry and anxiety over their baby just because that's your maternal instinct. And I just can't imagine the fear and the terror that on top of it, you know, knowing that God forbid, not just you can be harmed, but now you have a newborn baby. Yeah, for sure. I was like, the second they told me that it's not a safe place for the babies, like they have another hallway that's close to the nursery. They say, we drag as many babies as we can to the hallway, but there's just not enough time to get everybody all the time. That's why a lot of mothers were taking their babies to their rooms because you can't like trust that somebody's taking care of your baby and the second they told me that I started like bawling I was telling my mom I was like oh my god if I knew I would never have I would never have let her stay there like it was just it was really frightening it was really scary and also what a way to get rooming in going because in the states and in many other countries they don't even have nurseries in some hospitals yeah so I know Israel has a little bit of a different setup but that's kind of like all right just default rooming in when you when you were actually in the hospital, were you guys able to hear any booms? Because I know even if a, rack, well, a rocket doesn't actually land, even if the Iron Dome intercepts it, you still hear the explosion. Is of that course, correct? Yes, of course. You hear all of the booms. You hear all of the Iron Dome rockets being shot out. I come from Otef, Gaza. My parents live four kilometers from, from Gaza. So I'm used to having seven seconds to run to a, a shelter. <sighs> so for me, having a minute and a half is like... You you can go make a coffee and, and then go to the shelter. <sighs> Where I live now in central Israel, because it's farther away from Gaza, you have time, longer time to get to like a safe place and you have um, the Iron Dome. Because I, we live right really close to the airport, there's a lot of Iron Domes in the area. I'm living here for like a year and a half since I got married and there hasn't been any rockets since I lived here. Like this was the first time I had rockets here and I'm not used to hearing the Iron Dome since I'm used to living so close that we don't even have an iron dome by us. Like there's, you just run to the to the bomb shelter. Really? Yeah, because it, we live four kilometers from Gaza. There's not even time for them to shoot rockets um, to intercept them. Wow. So I don't think people are aware of that. I think people just assume that the iron dome intercepts it everywhere. Mm, so some places it's too close. Yeah. So and this is where you grew up? The, not I grew up. I'm from Florida. I moved to Israel in Tsuketan, which is the last war um, we made Aliyah, my family. What year was that? That was 2014, the last um, last war that they had. We moved there. Um, originally, I'm from Daytona Beach, Florida. So I couldn't go to recover by my mother because of the situation there. Like my parents are sleeping in the bomb shelter with my little brothers, my older brother and my grandmother and my uncle. They're all sleeping in the bomb shelter. Wow. Um, not now because there's the ceasefire now, but but this yeah. whole time so I couldn't have been there with the baby also and I wouldn't have brought my baby there it's too scary like they have way more rockets than we do here also they get rockets all the time wow wow so even in the hospital where you were you still heard booms and like did you feel the hospital shake yeah you, f you feel it yeah definitely you hear the rockets shooting you hear the booms in the sky there was actually one that it felt like it hit the hospital it came from near the nursery I heard like a huge boom and I told my husband I was like after this, you're going to check to make sure the baby is okay, that everything is okay there, because I didn't know, like, that, that I didn't even know it wasn't, like, a safe place for the baby, and I thought it definitely hit the hospital. It was so loud, but in the end, it turned out it didn't. It was just from the sky. Wow. 
And so the plan was originally to go to your mom to recover. Yeah. But like you said, that was not possible because of what happened. So did you feel safer in the hospital or did you kind of want to really get out and go to your own place? I think it it really depends because in the hospital, I was way less able to move um, because I was right after my surgery. In my in-laws house, they don't have a bomb shelter either. Um, They also have a room that has no windows or anything. And that's just where you go. I don't know. It's. I was happy to leave the hospital, but at the same time, I was also nervous to go home, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It was it was mixed feeling. Yeah, it's like you don't know where you're going to be safer, at home or... Yeah, I know exactly what you were saying. I don't know where is safer, if it's at home or in the hospital. It's pretty weird. Yeah. So then what happened? Where did you end up going? We are staying by my in-laws right now. We're still, I'm still there. Where do they live? In Kfarchabah. Oh, okay. So local to you. So yeah. you're able to get help from them. So I didn't go home either because I live in a, an apartment building and I couldn't have ran down the stairs um, to get to the bomb shelter downstairs if I would, like when I was recovering. So we just decided to stay at my in-laws. Right. Yeah, you can't do stairs after you had a C-section. You know, we really want to limit that. Yeah. And, I mean, so the bomb shelters are typically in the bottom floor of a building, correct? Yeah, yes. Wow. So I'm glad that you had your in-laws to stay by. And do they have, like, a one-floor like, what's their setup? Yeah, they, they live on uh, in a house, like, that's um, ground floor, so I didn't have to go up any stairs. I mean, they don't have a bomb shelter, but it's safer than running up and down the stairs with a newborn baby. It was the safest options. Most um, residences are built with, like, a room with no windows, and that, that kind of serves as a bomb shelter, correct? Yeah, that's, like, the safest you get if you don't live, like, really close to Gaza. Wow, wow. And how has it been since when you've gotten home? Like, just, I I can't imagine just that heightened sense of anxiety of having a baby, and then on top of that, coming home and not knowing, like, what's going to be. Yeah, it's definitely, like, it felt like more responsibility once I left the hospital. It's not like the baby was in the nursery or something like that, that I felt like, more like less sense of responsibility you know what I'm saying like once I left the hospital it's like okay you're on your own like you're really on your own yeah so that was nerve-wracking I mean we had a few um over Shavuos and Matei Shavuos Mm -hmm. we also had it's just like take the baby and cover her and hug her and just hope everything is gonna be okay And, and you've been hearing booms and everything throughout that time um Less, only when they have um, rockets here. If they have rockets in like Ashdod, which is they have more than than we get um, because they're closer, then we can hear the Iron Dome shooting rockets from here, from this area. Oh, wow. But you feel it a little less than when you were in the hospital? Because I think the rockets were targeted like specifically toward Tel Aviv, which is very densely populated civilian area with like no army bases or anything like that. Right. And that's where it was primarily targeted towards. So you're kind of more of a like, you know, spread out um, neighborhood in Kfar Chabad. Is that is that it? They do it by areas, so because the hospital is so close to my house, it's considered, like whenever we had um, a red alert, then then Kfarchabad had a red alert. It's the same area, it's considered the same area. I think what it was, was that when I was in the hospital, the, the situation was heightened, like it was worse than when 
then when when I got home, I think it calmed down a little bit and they stopped shooting so many rockets to this area. Wow. Wow. I'm so glad for you. And I'm so happy yeah. about the ceasefire that came out yesterday. Right. I, I worked a crazy shift yesterday and I was like in hospital land all day. Yeah. So I have no <laughs> idea what's going on in the rest of the world. So when did the ceasefire happen? So right now it's 5.30 p.m. on Friday and it happened at 2 a.m. last night. Wow. Wow. So I hope you stay safe and I yes. hope you're able to, you know, from here on really enjoy your baby, especially as a first time mom, just yes. <laughs> in, it start to enjoy the beauty of it. And hopefully you'll be able to recover better because hopefully you'll be a little bit less anxious and none of this will start up again. Is there kind of like this atmosphere of people are still worried and is the ceasefire going to be violated or, you know, things like that? Yeah, there's there's a fear that the ceasefire is going to be violated. Definitely, um, they only send rockets towards central Israel when there's actually uh, like a a big like a war or something that's going on like um like they had now but i know most definitely where my parents live they're going to be getting they are actually talking about it a lot now how they're saying ceasefire ceasefire but the people that live so close to gaza like my parents still will be getting randomly shot at and nobody really does anything about it only once it comes to jerusalem or or tel aviv then people start caring and talking about it so that's yeah even though there's a ceasefire definitely um we still get rockets where my parents live of me i think it was maybe three weeks before i had my baby i was like okay this is the last office we're gonna come because it's a far ride um and i was worried i was gonna have the baby so i and that Shabbos, we actually had a red alert in the middle of the night. And I w- had to run down the stairs. And you have seven seconds to get into the bomb shelter. So it, the, you, you, they definitely have um, rockets that are not that like are random and they don't really do much about it because it's so close and it's not to like a big city like Tel Aviv or Jerusalem, which is wow, sad. Wow. Yeah. And just to clarify, the area that your parents live in and where you you lived before you got married, is that like just an ongoing, continuous rockets being thrown in randomly with, with no official war or anything like that? Yes, yes, randomly, completely at random. It can be at any moment. So since 2014, it's just been going on. Yeah, you can have it randomly for sure. And no, no one even knows about that. Yeah, they, they don't really talk about it in the news or anything. They don't consider it as as they, like, cross the, the, the agreement for the ceasefire. It's not as much of a priority. Yeah. So since 2014, just, just at random, all of these years, how often would you say you'd get rockets when um, there wasn't an official war? Um, I would say... I mean, to, to my where my parents live specifically, you get once once every few months, but but there it's like a, a big area. It's a big area, so you get to all different places. You know what I'm saying? I think it's so important for people to know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like it's just a continuous thing. You just you hear when things really escalate. Yeah. Wow, Sarah. Any other any other important things that we should know? Any anything else that you want to tell us? Um, now that you're saying that, nobody really knows that. There, I do know one um, Instagram account that they um, report every time there is any rockets, no matter where it is. Um, I think it's called Stand With Israel. 
if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm not mistaken. Stands with Israel. I'm gonna look them up, and if um, I find them, I will put it in the show notes. They definitely always like always talk about it whenever something happens, even if it's just one rocket. They always report on it. Wow. And, and I know that there's an app that is in Israel. Yeah. And and they uh, alert you. And is that do they alert you? for any zone, any area of Israel. Yeah. So I know that some people, even living in the States, they download it just because they want to have that feeling of, you know, standing with Israel and what's what Israel is going through and what truly is happening that the media is not reporting, right? Yeah. All right, Sarah, anything else? Um, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for talking about this situation because it, it definitely needs some more people to cover on it because it's so important. I'm really happy that I was able to talk about it. (laughs) Yes, and I'm sorry that you had to go through, like, the worst of it just when you were giving birth. I'm so happy you're okay and everyone is okay by you. Yes, thank God. And like I said again, I just hope that you enjoy the rest of motherhood from, you know, here on. It's hard right now. You have my support. It is a lot recovering from surgery. So take care of yourself and your well-being and your brand new baby. What's her name? Ella Rina. Ella Rina. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mazalto. Thank you so much. And so hectic with a brand new baby. So I appreciate it tremendously. For sure. All right, Sarah, take care. Have a good job. Thank you. Good job. Thanks for tuning into the Happy Birthway Podcast. Head over to Yolwedit Academy on Instagram to continue the conversation. You'll find the link in the episode show notes, as well as links to any additional resources, products, and services mentioned here. If you love listening to this show, you can help it grow by sharing it with your friends and rating and reviewing it. To stay in the loop when new episodes are released, make sure to subscribe. Remember that your health needs are unique and require individualized medical advice. The podcast is not a replacement, and some of the information may not be appropriate for your specific circumstances. My mission is to educate you so that you can confidently collaborate with your healthcare team. I believe that a healthy mom and healthy baby are simply not enough. We also need a happy mom with an empowering birth experience. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.